Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming up on the Tuesday, May 9th, 2023 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, we've got SB Nation's JP Acosta. We've also got 49ers Hubs, Evan Swartz, because it is Tuesday, and you know each and every Tuesday here on the program, on this very feed, NFL, all things NFL. So look out for that uh, here on the Chase Thomas Podcast every Tuesday. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, NFL with JP and Evan, always look out for that. I feel like I've said that three times in this intro, but you know we're still getting used to these new new intros with the the new format here over the last few weeks. Um, but we talked all things NFL. Uh, we talked about Debo Samuel still talking about the Eagles. We talked about uh, where Dak is uh, rated here in the NFC. Some Cowboys conversations here and where they stand in the NFC hierarchy. Little Falcons, some Jags sleeper draft picks uh, that we like. Ranking the quarterback landing spots for the big four who were drafted um, in the 2023 NFL draft. So that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of Bryce Young, a lot of Kyler Murray and what the Cardinals are going to look like this year. All that more coming up on the Tuesday, May 9th, 2023 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast on the Chase Thomas Podcast Network, CTPN. Yeah, all kinds of great shows. We cover it all um, here on the program because I am the sports renaissance man and I like to cover each and everything, VFL and a sports guy, all that good stuff. So if it's your first time listening, please, please, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player, Apple, Spotify, however you get your podcasts. We'd love uh, for you to keep tuning in each and every day. This is a daily national sports show out of Knoxville, Tennessee. So all that good stuff. Um, I would love for you to keep uh, coming back with uh, all kinds of different sports content we've got for you each and every day here. If you have any NFL questions for myself, Evan, or JP on next week's show, feel free to email us and we'll answer them on the show at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so hit us up there. Um, you can also watch this very program on YouTube, full episodes, clips, all that good stuff youtube.com slash chase thomas podcast like and subscribe as we continue growing out uh that youtube page nearing a thousand subscribers so if you've not already done that please 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 make sure you uh hit that like and subscribe button on our 
YouTube page. Just search Chase Thomas Podcast and you'll find us really easily. Make sure you find us on all the social media apps, TikTok, Instagram, Chase Thomas Podcast for both. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Hit up the main website, chasethomaspodcast.com. Follow the main channel, Pod Chase Thomas, myself at Chase Double underscore Thomas and all that good stuff. But that is all I've got. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back. Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this on a Monday evening. The usual suspects, Evan Swords, up there in not Seattle, not Portland, all the way down there in Los Angeles, California, because that's where he prefers to be. He's he's good on the Northwest after another uh, another excursion back to the to the motherland for him. Evan, how are you? I yeah, I don't. I hope to not go back to the Pacific Northwest for as long as humanly possible. Mm. Man. The man hates that weather. Is it just the weather? Is it the vibes? Because you it's, had a picture where you're like, you don't, you had a really just like a cold picture of Portland and just like, why would anyone want to be here? Like, that you wasn't had a picture, Portland. Was, that was Seattle. That was, oh, just, was that Seattle? That was okay. just, yeah, we were on the water by the, uh, the market where they throw mm-hmm. the fish. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it was, it was miserable. The weather is obviously not, I don't think, it, you know, people expect it to be perfect in May, but it was wet, cold and gray the entire time we were there. Um, mm. People, people are surprisingly assholes there, uh, mm. which they actually, my friend who lives there or lived there, call it, say they call it the Seattle freeze. It's just in terms of people not being nearly as nice and like being kind of cold. Mm. I don't know. It was wild. Like I, everything I've known about, the Pacific Northwest, especially Portland is like, you know, in Portland, the food's incredible, right? Mm -hmm. I can tell, I can agree to that. Like if you go to Portland, the food's really good. Uh, We stayed up in Ballard, which is like more, not the suburban, but like more of like the neighborhoods and, you know, like in the city. Uh, And I, one day we went and like the, we got a basically hangover breakfast, right? My buddy's like, oh yeah, I'll take you guys to this really awesome spot. And we got breakfast burritos that were literally like the size of your head. I was like, I can't, I've never seen a breakfast burrito this big in my entire life. What was in it? Well, let me, well, let me tell you, Chase, uh, because the breakfast burrito, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Mm. Evan's over exaggerating. This is hyperbole. No dog. The breakfast burrito literally had like an entire potato. An entire oh. potato. I'm not like, joking. When I mean like literally, it was a, the breakfast burritos. It had to be the biggest one you could have ever think in your life. And uh-huh. it was just all like cut cut up potatoes. And my oh, buddy yeah. was just like, yeah, I love this place. I'm like, that's oh. heavy. That's- no, it wasn't. It's not. It's beyond heavy. I mean, that yeah. was like fraud. Like I wanted to call the police. <laughs> it's, re- it's real carby. Yeah. No, it was beyond really carby. Like it lit. Like they might have had like a little bit of shredded cheese, maybe one egg, maybe two. I doubt it. I think it was one egg. Mm-hmm. And then just like a burrito. I wish listeners could see this. If not, you should go on YouTube. Like it had to have been like eight to 10 inches long and just massive. All potatoes. I, the lady like yelled at us when we got there because we didn't like make a reservation with a large party. And I'm like, we don't live here. Like none of us mm-hmm. live here. So she's well, like, places don't do reservations anymore. Post I know. Yeah. Also, she just, you know, like was hella rude. So I'm like, I, I was just like, after that, I was like, get me out of the city like, <laughs> as fast as humanly possible. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun drinking with my friends. though. that was cool. 
There you go. JP, also here, SBNation.com, NFL writer. Uh, JP, good evening, sir. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Did not go out as much as Evan, but mm-hmm. we're, we're planning something. We're working on something. Now that uh, the season's over, I'm going to go take a little vacation, whether that means like actually going somewhere or just going to Disney World for a weekend and just turning off my phone. There you that, go. We'll see. But eventually it'll happen. You got options. You got options. I mean, you were just following me in Nashville or you were in North Carolina. You got some fishing in just a few weekends ago. You got to get out there and uh, explore the great outdoors. Not yep, too long ago. We were up in Blue Ridge Mountains. Me, yeah. me and my dad, my grandpa, and my two brothers. Uh, <laughs> we went uh, We went down into the, uh, the rapids for a little bit. It was Ooh. pretty fun. How was that? So... It was funny because we saw it on the way going to going back to our uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, we'll just stop and just go sit on the rocks or something. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa, bless his heart, he's like 60, 70 years old. He's like 70 years old. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump on these rocks. And I'm like, no, you're not. You stay there. We're not doing that. Uh-huh. So I went and jumped onto the rocks and like took pictures for him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna let him do it. I'll take the right. picture for you, but it was real fun. Um, we climbed up and down a mountain, which was hilarious. But fishing was fun because I was the only one who caught a fish. And oh, what'd you catch? Um, it was like in this little uh, pond. I think it was it was a little bluegill. Okay. I, it. My dad tried to hate and say it was a small fish, but I was the only one who caught anything. And this there is you go. time in a row that we've gone fishing, and I was the only one who caught anything. So, how long did it take? Oh boy, it took like an hour, hour mm. and a half. We were just sitting there. My grandpa was complaining to the people who run the little fishing place, like, y'all got any fish in here? And next thing you know, I'm catching a fish. I almost got the line hooked on a tree. That happens. Was, I'm not letting this fish go. I yeah. will I will run I will run this fish through a tree <laughs> before, before I let it go. <laughs> There's a purpose here. I, I'm leaving here with something. Yeah. I like it. What was the bait? What were you using for bait? Um, I I flipped between worms and uh, hot dogs. Oh, uh, we, did we you did the, the hot dog work or did the worm work? The worm worked. Okay, hot dogs. You, you just out here giving glizzies to fish. <laughs> hey man, they like the glizzies. I'm, the glizzy gladiators out out there in the water. Yeah, you know they they happen to like the glizzies. And uh-huh. I feel like catfish would love hot dogs. Catfish at the bottom of the. And here's a tip, Evan. Uh, if you're trying to catch catfish, you got to go to the bottom. You got to let the line go all the way to the bottom. They're just, they're the trash pandas of the lake and the sea. So you just, uh, they're going to be way down there and they're huge and they're gross and it's just they're not evil. fun. They are yeah. evil fish. I, uh, I promise you, <laughs> you'll never, never need to give me that information. No, I'm never, never going to need to know about what bait to use for fishing. See, I see these people because I live in Florida. Um, mm. I see these people in like the Gulf of Mexico going to fishing for like sharks and using like whole ass rotisserie chickens. <laughs> and I'm like, dog, there's, there's got to be a better way. That's just that. a waste of a good chicken. You're wasting a good chicken. A rotisserie a chicken, no rather. Like that's. You're, mm. you're, you're wasting a perfectly good chicken to go catch a shark to go put it back. Now you don't yeah. have a shark or a chicken. That that's doesn't sound right to me. But then again, that is. That sounds like some Florida stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's this dude on TikTok who like walks around the Everglades barefoot. And I'm like, mm. hey, man, you're not going to find me down there doing that. I'm not going to be in the Everglades like full stop. 
Let alone... When was the last time you saw an alligator up close? Um, not like at the zoo or any or the alligator farm. Like actually out out there. I was in like seventh grade. Oh, it hasn't been recent. It's been a while. Really? Cool. Yeah. I would have assumed so, you would have um, ran into. I figured one. you just like walk, go take your car up, start pumping gas, and like look over and like one smoking a cigarette. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, so my freshman year of college, my my uh, parents were driving. I think it was like a Sunday. We we're going going back home from church or something. And there was this pond behind the school, and the pond was full of alligators. I was, I we drove past it and we saw it. But when I was in seventh grade, I was living in Gainesville, or I was visiting family in Gainesville, and this alligator was like six foot alligator, just mm. casually walking down the sidewalk, just just going about its normal day. I we made the joke that it was just going to Win Dixie, get some grapes, <laughs> as someone would on a normal weekday in Gainesville. Um, People started panicking. People started freaking out. They called the fire department to go catch the alligator, but the fire department didn't know what they were doing. They didn't yeah, know. Well, you, you're not calling. Co- you call the cops, they're going to shoot it. So I guess I get, you know, call the fire department. Yeah. hope they're a little more humane. The fire department put a towel over it, and <laughs> the gator just really didn't do anything. It was a like, towel. Like, what the fuck? Now I can't see. It yeah. didn't snap or anything. The, allig- the alligator's like, dog, you think you think I'm too, too wet? I live in the water. Like, I don't like, need a towel. The alligator's just like, damn, now I, now I can't see. I, and it just stopped. It just didn't move. But this dude happened to be driving along and saw the alligator and the fire department struggling with this alligator. And the dude happened to be a gator wrangler, like professional mm. gator wrangler. So he hopped out of his car, was like, hey, I got this. This is like those parts in like those movies where it was like, is there anybody on the plane yeah. doctor? And the mm. guy's like, I'm a doctor. This is, this is the guy like, is anybody here a gator wrangler? The guy pulls up. I'm a gator wrangler. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. I swear, this guy prepared for this moment. He got that gator like all like knotted up in like two minutes. And I was sitting there like, we we parked at a gas station at this point. Whole, like, whatever we were doing was stopped. We were sitting there watching this entire thing. And <laughs> dude got the gator, put it in his car, and <laughs> drove off to go, I think, put it back. And that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like I thought that was awesome. There yeah, that points, is yeah, like, that's pretty great. There are like, like Gainesville where you could go walk around and it says beware of gator, but I never mm. really saw, I never actually saw a gator. So I'm still trying to find the first black bear in person. Like that's what I really want. My wife and I were very pro black bear. Like I really want to stunt like we're always in the woods, we're in the smokies, we go okay. Like I wanna I wanna see the one on one. Cause they're not like they're you'll be all right walking up on a black bear. Like I just kind of want to see what they're like i want to see the size there i want to see i just want to see it up close yeah. I, like we've seen the elk and things like that but i, I want to see a black bear up close yeah and i lived in gain not not gainesville and i lived in birmingham uh-huh. uh we were uh my house is like deep in the woods for some reason it was like right near the mountain mm. there were these deer that would like stop by our house mm. it, it would be like weekly i don't know why but it was like it, it was like a group of deer would just roll up on their house, not do anything. We'd sit there and watch them and mm. they'd sit there and watch us. They didn't do anything, but I was like, damn, that's really cool. There you go. Which naturally leads us to some football fellas. This, this naturally leads into some, some NFL talk here on this very program. Evan, do you like Debo Samuel saying that the 49ers were better than Philadelphia last season? <sighs> Who cares? Who is cares? it tiring you? Like, is this? Do you wish that they would stop talking about this? Like, this is something that we need to move off this subject. 
I get where Debo's coming from. I understand. Mm-hmm. I I could see the argument be made, but like when you lost your quarterback in the game for series, and mm-hmm. then you get destroyed, it's like you just don't have the right to say it. You know, is he right? I don't know. I thought the 49ers had the best roster in the NFL last year, period. It wasn't a knock on the Eagles specifically. I just thought they had the best roster. Um, I would like to think they have the best roster again this year. Again, nothing against the Eagles. I think the Eagles might have won the offseason, won the draft. They definitely had one of the best. Mm. Um I know what you're thinking. Like, wow, Evan is being really light on these Philly fans. I'm not. I'm talking about the team, not these trash, worthless human beings from Philadelphia. That, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about these mouth breathing uh, high school dropouts that that wow. were in my mentions for the last, you know, like six months. I'm not talking uh, about these like larping always sunny in philadelphia characters Mm. um no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the team which is very good and uh, they made some really good moves uh that said debo shut up like shut up shut up like unless you're gonna play quarterback the next time that every quarterback gets injured in the nfc championship just like shut up i don't know why you're answering those questions like that yeah we thought we were the best like it's an easy layup. Did you think you were the better team? doesn't matter. We lost. Yeah. We didn't have a quarterback. I, the one thing I like that he said is he was like, we had 10 players, which is like. JP quote tweeted this with uh, like J- J- uh, what, uh, Josh Johnson being like, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting here watching all these being like, damn. Really yeah, that yeah. 50, 50 cent quote was like, what, what do you say for me for? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah. So, I mean, like, he he wasn't wrong, but like, hey, you know, even Josh Johnson, like, you got a concussion, dog. You were out too. Like, yeah. Um, I just, I can't, I can't fathom how people are still talking about that. I would much rather like to talk about how the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. Mm. You know, I also think it's funny too, his full quote, which people did not look at after. And I love him, like, there's little buried things in here. I don't know if you saw this too, JP, but he said, I ain't going to keep on about what could have happened and what would have happened. But yeah, it def- it would have definitely been a different outcome. I would what? never put my feet on Charlie Murphy's couch like that. I've, I've got more sense than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember putting my feet on. <laughs> That's exactly what that like, quote is where I'm like, literally, does he know what he just said? No, you're what? Yeah. So- I, I don't understand it at all. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm very over, over it myself. <laughs> Look, I don't know what would have happened, but what I'm saying is it would have been a different outcome. What? Do I think Debo is right? No. I I think the Eagles game plan for what they did to the 49ers defense was very smart. It kind of it attacked where the Niners were were weak at on their defense. Mm-hmm. Would it probably have changed if Tra- they- what Brock Purdy's elbow? Is that yeah, where would they it, were weak? Would, would it have changed if Brock Purdy didn't tear up his elbow in the should first- he, like should he have been doing some elbow workouts? Yeah, you, you know, get a little elbow flexion, you know, little right. mobility workouts at the end. But do I like Debo saying it? Hell yeah. We need more villains. We need Dude. negativity in the NFL. Tom Brady's gone. There is no easy like hate button to get people like get people hyped for a game. We need new I, rivalries. We need I mean, we still got we still got Patrick Mahomes' wife. 
You know, like she's still out there. You know, she's a heel. <laughs> we need like an on-field heel. We need like we need the Niners being like Niners Eagles is the NFC rivalry. Everybody like goes. I, everybody I, wants to see. I really mm. want to see that. I can't wait to see that. To be honest well, with you, make it week one. They're doing a schedule release on the eleventh. Roger Goodell, I know you're listening. Make it week one. But that's the thing, though, is I don't want it week one personally because I want them to have a fully healthy, no excuses rematch. And I don't want them to, you know, bring Trey Lance out there the first game he's played since he snapped his ankle in half. And it already sounds like Kyle Shanahan hates him. So, like, you're really throwing out the Trey Lance. Brock Purdy's throwing in a couple weeks, the reports are. Yeah, I get it, man. But you like, you know, deep in your heart, your heart of hearts, Brock Purdy is going to be under center week one if it's the Eagles. If hey, l- listen, if Brock there. Purdy is healthy, I of course want him to start. Right, I still want. Trey so you Lance want him to, have, to start now over Trey Lance if they're both healthy? It's. I said if he's healthy, it's a huge if. I'm not talking okay. about if he's ready and cleared by doctors. Like I want if Brock Purdy is close to what he was last year. Of course. Mm. I still want Trey Lance. In my perfect situation, Trey Lance plays the first week or two, and you can at least see. And if there's that spark, then as fans, we will all show up uh, to whatever Pac Sun Kyle Shanahan is shopping at the day after the game, and we'll all show up and berate him in his, uh, you know, in his melon hats or whatever that brand is, and tell him that he has to start Trey Lance. Look, we go. We should go long term booking on this. Make this. Mm. Weeks make the game like week six or something. I'm saying, dog, wait, no, week 14. I want this to be playoff implications. <laughs> I want to take the number one seed from them. I'm telling you, like, we, we need to make this happen. We cannot let this negative, like, energy between the Niners and the Eagles, we can't let this shit talking go to waste. We need no. this game to happen immediately. I look, get brought, shoot brought, brought Purdy with some vibranium or something. Get it, get his elbow fully healthy if they really want him to start. Let's roll him out there week one. NBC, prime time. Let the shit talking like let it let it flow. Let it thrive. We need constant negativity. Like in the I'm AFC, down. We got like Chiefs Bengals. That is the next like marquee rivalry in the AFC. We've already I, established that. Like the whole Burrowhead thing, all the wins and losses they've had facing each other. That's the next rivalry. NFC. It's pretty wide open, and it feels like Niners-Eagles is headed towards that spot. Hold on. The Falcons are going to run the ball right to that NFC. What about what about your what about your your Cowboys? The Cowboys are the favorites in the NFC the, right now. By the way, I love the this. The Cowboys in are fact, the best it, team going into and, next year. In just a, rem, a reminder, by the way, a reminder, because I saw this tweet, and uh, I just I, – I, I, I would like to talk about it specifically for that reason. Uh, if everyone remembers, right mm-hmm. – uh, the Cowboys' new offensive coordinator, a reminder, Brian Schottenheimer has not 12, place, though. Has 12 mm. years of experience. Mm. Once in 12 seasons, did he have a team in the top half of mm. passing attempts? On average, they ranked 22nd, mm. which last year would have been the Patriots. So look, the Cowboys no. are the Cowboys are basically like the shit talking heel that everybody loves like on the mic cutting promos and stuff to hype up the match they are going to lose the match you know they're <laughs> going to lose 
but it's gonna sound real. You're gonna get real hyped up for that game. They're the Miz. If you know pro wrestling, you know the Miz. They he talks a lot of shit. He sometimes backs it up, but most times when he goes up against a better opponent, he's going to lose. And we know that going in. The Cowboys probably not gonna beat the Eagles. I no. I mean, we'll see what happens. We, we I would see. love that. I would love the to see the Niners just smack everyone in their division and the Eagles smack everyone in their division and have both teams like week eight just like just like dogs just, on a leash just ready to just tear each other up. It's never that clean. Like it's not going to be Niners Eagles one two again. Like it's not going to do it. And if I had to pick one of the two to fall next year, it's the Eagles it's, their turnover. And I think after Jalen's gotten paid and AJ Brown needs to be like. I don't trust, like, what if Jalen Carter, like, there are so many things where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I could see it being a little bit more complicated for the Eagles to run it back than the Niners in their division and with nope. their, ba- like, I, I just am a no, bigger believer in the Niners and the Cowboys let next year. Let me I think just Jack's say this. still the best quarterback in the NFC. That's going to matter. Let me just say this. So, first off, no, we don't care about. Dak, though, Dak's the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Uh, that matters. Dog, Brian yeah. Schottenheimer. I don't want to hear about it. Anyways, I think Jalen Hurts. Get, I, I am going to be the. I'm going to be the defender of the Philadelphia mm. Eagles. Not a reminder. Not their trash can city <laughs> full of trash cans. This is a great gangs. start to defending the Eagles. Uh, not them. I will be defending mm-hmm. the football team, which is is good, respectable, and honestly, the very very competent. Unlike the most fans that live in that city. Mm. Um. I think that they if if it's going to depend on their first round pick, yeah. okay. If Jalen Card, you know, like it's a tough one, man. But like if he is not the kid that was street racing and partially due to the to the reason that someone literally died uh, from his former team, which is just insane to me that he's even going to be playing football. Uh, but if he if he can replace that Javon Hargrove. That's that's a big loss that is now you know. Matt Patricia's now in that defensive uh, coordinator room. He's a defensive assistant. Like that, like that's a very real thing. Yeah, players are gonna hate him. But hey, listen, if 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 Chase gets to make the argument that Shoddy is gonna be actually a good thing, I didn't say it was gonna be a good thing. I said the seat, the flaw, the ceiling is higher for the Cowboys. This year, I think their defense is going to be really good again. I think Dak is the best quarterback in the NFC. I love their wide receiver situation now. I could just, if they have a healthy offensive line, I could see the Cowboys gobbling up a bunch of regular season wins. How, I could see them you, being a one seed. I don't men- think it's that far fetched. What is your mental math and gymnastics in your head that allows you to say that Dak, with all of his interceptions last year, is better than Jalen Hurts? He's been banged up. Dak was still good. Dak still does every like he's efficient. He goes so, downfield. He so does, he's been banged up. Bang up. He was banged up for an. Entire season, yeah. He Dak was not healthy. Led last the league in interceptions. Like so on the interceptions, I do yeah. think Dak's the best quarterback in the NFC. The interceptions, like a good majority of them, weren't his fault. Are you talking about the video that we both saw on Twitter that circulated? Like they did, someone did the breakdown of all the tipped interceptions, or the receiver did. Like there was just really fluky stuff. Midway, you know, midway point through the season where. Dak was throwing a lot of interceptions. The Cowboys were on a little bit of a losing streak. A lot of what happened was the offense was very constricting, and that's why they ultimately lost in the playoffs. The offense did not have any juice. Kellen Moore was the very kind of constrictive play caller with what he called. It was a lot of six-yard hitches. And if you don't have guys who can catch or create separation, 
those six yard hitches become very, very hard to complete. It mm. makes Dak have to be perfect on every single throw because the margin for error between completion and catastrophic interception is razor thin. So I think that that was a large problem. I do think Dak had a lot of like, hey man, what are you doing? Mm. Interceptions where he just try, he just lost his mind. But hopefully in this offense, it, it depends on what Mike McCarthy's calling. I that and the offensive line health. I don't think they're going to be the best team in the NFC just because I still have some questions on, on that side of the ball. But I do think it's going to be Niners, Eagles again, fighting for the one seed. They're eventually going to it play. It just doesn't go like that ever. It never just goes back to back like that. There's always some volatility here, especially the team that lost the Super Bowl. Like it's it happens. The thing about the Eagles losing the Super Bowl and what they did is a lot of their infrastructure is returning. It's not like they lost a large portion of what of what went to the Super Bowl. They lost Javon Hargrave. They filled that with Jalen Carter. If Jalen Carter is any bit of the player that he was at Georgia, that is a one-to-one, that is a seamless transition. Mm. Jalen Hurts is hopefully going to continue to be a very, very good quarterback. And that offense is, again, so – it causes so much conflict. And Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown are just too good. Eliminate Zacchaeus is their starting slot guy. I've watched a lot of Eliminate Zacchaeus in my life. It's not a great place to be in on a Super Bowl contender. Just, they can just kill teams in 12 personnel. Yeah, both tight ends on the field and just run the piss out of the ball. <laughs> Hold on, Did that's the Eagles that's the Falcons play? DNA, JP. Don't let the Eagles take what we do. Like that's all we have is yeah, run the, the piss Eagles out of the ball. Quarterback. So, yeah. well, hold on. We have an older Trevor Lawrence down here in Atlanta. We don't call him older Trevor Lawrence for nothing. Desmond Ritter. Okay. And, anyway, <laughs> anyway. I can't get over that. When Theo said he's like an older Trevor Lawrence, Theo Ash of the uh, stay pod, I was like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. And I've, I'm all the way in. I've never left that point since he's made that comparison. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm never going to like, I'm all in on. De- I've been all in on Desmond Ritter ever since then. Really? Like, it's just, if that's a possibility, like an old, an old Trevor Lawrence, that works for me. That's not going to happen, but that's okay. That's pretty good. You got, uh, you got one more year before you get to be excited about football. In the meantime, they're winning the division. They're going to host a playoff game this year. I'm so excited for the, you're like like a bunch of hobos like hanging around a trash <laughs> bin going. I got the I got the piece of fish with the head like the skeleton. We've never hosted a playoff it. game in the bins ever. Right. It's been six right. years. What? Six and this years? is this is the team to really cement the legacy, huh? Well, I mean, yeah. Bijan's wearing seven. In the Falcons' defense, that division is really bad. It's so bad. I, I listen. I starting a rookie quarterback. We don't know what their offense is going to look like. The Saints had a lot of turnover on both sides of the ball. Derek Carr is going to be starting. I think Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the division. But again, probably not saying much if Derek yeah. Carr is the best quarterback. No, the the Falcons can go to the playoffs with their seven or eight wins. That's fine, and then they can immediately get destroyed in the playoffs. What do they play like? By yeah, I'm. Like, I'm, who cares? Who cares about the Falcons? Like, who cares? Uh-huh. Look, I'm wearing it right now. No, I understand that, but like, you don't have to have those what expectations. Did I do? Like, what do you, you say? Fuck me for? Chase <laughs> <laughs> is swearing on his own podcast. <laughs> the rails are off. Okay, I feel better now. The hangover's mm. gone. Um, no, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like 
don't get your hopes up. Just enjoy the year for what it is. Like Charles, uh, Charles McDonald said of Yahoo Sports, he said it's going to be your and one mixtape year. They're going to have a lot of fun. They're going to be exciting to watch, and then they'll lose in the playoffs. Yeah, man, make I'm, excited. It. I'm excited to watch the run game. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, of course. Smith rolls out. I do think they are still playing an NPC at quarterback, but we'll see what happens. I'm not going to take the slander anymore. You're move done, off the you, don't have, you don't have a choice <laughs> because like your football team, you can't defend it. Okay. Well, speaking <laughs> of things you can't defend last 33 regular season starts, 69 TDs, 29 picks for Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, 71 TDs, 29 picks. Dak's a really good quarterback. And that's not including Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns either. Let's be I mean, Dak doesn't have a problem running the ball either. Dak is the most, I, I I don't know. I I'm going to go back to Dak. Dak is a top 10 quarterback the every year. And it's not even close. He's a top 10 guy. We are going to Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. And yeah. I, don't think he, I don't think he deserves that. Dak Prescott is Derek Carr on a cooler team. No, he's oh. better. His upside's better. That is so much better than Derek. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying it's like for like in talent. I'm not saying that. I am saying that he is Derek Carr who I mean, maybe he flat. He's a more talented Derek Carr on a better team because every, it's the same result every single time. It's like, oh, this might be the year that he really figures it out. And like they get close, there's some wins. It's exciting. Maybe they go to the playoffs and nothing ever comes for it. Except for now, mm-hmm. Dak's just like, just handing, handing interceptions out. Like they're like political, like, you know, politicians pamphlets before a, an election. Like just, just here you go. Everyone have one. Mm. JP, why is your seer uh, Abdullah a dream fit for Jacksonville? There was a good blog on Big Cat Country about uh, this particular pick. Um, what do you have to uh, add to that? And why should Jaguars fans be especially excited about that one? Or did you go the other way with that pick? So I thought the pick was interesting. I think Yasir Abdullah is a bit undersized to be a full-time edge player, but he does kind of fit what the Jaguars want in terms of versatility. The Jaguars do a lot of stuff out of base personnel, which is three D linemen, two edge rushers, two middle linebackers is a true three, four defense. They mm. Mike Caldwell comes to the Todd Bowles tree of defense where every they're burning base regardless, either base or they're running five D linemen, which means in past situations, sometimes that one D lineman off the edge is going to be dropped into coverage. Yusir Abdullah is not the biggest. He's like six, one, two but he's explosive off the edge. He can generate juice in the pass rush department, which is what the Jaguars really need, especially after losing Arden Key. They need someone who can generate pressures. Dewan Smoot is both a free agent and coming off of a torn Achilles. We don't know what he's going to look like. Yasir Abdullah is going to help generate pass rush. He can drop into coverage if you need him to. That versatility is going to be huge. I think he, I don't think he's the most perfect like fit. In terms of Jaguars draft prospects, I think Antonio Johnson it might be the best fit in terms of what was needed for the team. But Yasir Abdullah is going to probably be a fine player in this defense. It also pushes Kalevon Chaison down the down the depth chart because mm. I don't see Kalevon Chaison play football. Well, he was a first round pick, right? Yeah, he was. That was the year we drafted uh, C.J. Henderson and Kalevon Chaison in the first round. Did you say on the Panthers? Where is he now? He is on the Panthers. Okay. Florida guy, right? Yeah, that did not work out pretty early on. Yeah. And then Florida it's guy. weird too, because like Campbell looks like he's gonna be a stud for y'all 
for a while. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of like, are you sure? Are you sure he's going to be? It felt like a reach at the time. And it looks like he's going to be a longtime starter in this league and a, and, a, and a good player. So, again, the NFL draft, it's a crapshoot. Why, why do we try and like get in? Just rolling dice here. Yeah. Nice. Um, I love that Evan wrote the Cowboys suck in uh, the Google chat. Um, I, I appreciate that. Addition. That wasn't that wasn't me. I can't read. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Evan, if you had to rank the quarterbacks who went the big four in terms of your estimation, likelihood that they succeed and don't succeed one through four based on the situation they found themselves in, how would you how would you rate them? In terms of likely to number one, likely to succeed, most confident in, and four being the least confident. I mean, you know, I it's actually it's something I thought about a lot where it's just like I think the Panthers are a decent place for a quarterback to go. Um, I I'm I'm always excited to watch the the Shanahan coaching tree. Obviously, mm. it's a little different. D'Amico's, you know, defensive minded, but he did bring some, you know, some people with him. I, I want to say, right, that the, you know, <laughs> that CJ is going to be in a good position. Um, but I, I'm a little worried about Zach Wilson and the Jets, you know, and like how that happened. So you're, you're like, I don't know. Um, I, I just. I really think I like, no matter what, I think I like Anthony Richardson the most out of that situation. Hmm. I like I like the Colts. Um, I think that the Colts did something that is always really important to me is when they go, I don't care about anything. I want the most talent. You know, I want the most physically talented person on, you know, in the draft. And I think hmm. a lot of people had that feeling too. Um, and a lot of people wanted him to go even higher than he did. I just. I don't know. I feel like I'm just saying like shitty things constantly left and right, but I don't want a short quarterback. Like I want nothing to do with uh, the short Kings when it comes to quarterbacks. Like Brock Purdy's six one. And to put that in perspective, like he's got several inches on Bryce young. And when you see Brock Purdy out there running around and navigating, he looks tiny. Yeah. He looks extremely tiny on a football field. And like, I'm not sure I'm ready because there's a difference in JP. You watch college football as much as me. Where it's like there's going to be a difference and kind of a unbelievable like getting used to of Bryce Young around only NFL one percent of one percent athletes versus what he's running around with in college. Because look, I love the University of Tennessee and I I love college football, but it's a little bit different when everyone is a supreme athlete and huge and long and everything else, and then you see Bryce and you're like, oh. 510 and his size is just something we've never it's going to be bonkers to actually see him play football so, at the end. Is CJ is CJ Stroud really six foot three? He's pretty or tall. That, or is that like a six two and a half? No, he's a I would I would lean more six three. He's pretty big. Cause I mean I just it's fine. I think the thing with Bryce is I'm not as much worried about his height as I am like the 184 or 185. Yeah. Like I know he bulked up to like 204 the combine but that feels so like much like water weight yeah he didn't weigh in the, at the pro day and i wouldn't have weighed in either but again you take that into, uh you take that into account i'm worried about the size and the weight because not because he's gonna take like one bone crushing hit like you see in like the movies but it's the attrition of yeah. playing in the nfl getting hit constantly over and over and over and over 
that's the biggest thing I'm worried about with him. I think sometimes he creates his own pressure, hmm. drifts backwards in the pocket because he can't really see over the field. But what the Panthers are going to do, what's I, what I think they're going to do, is they're going to create an RPO-based offense. It's hmm. going to get the ball out of his hands. Bryce Young's very quick processor, very quick release. He can get the ball out to the playmakers. That's why I think the Jonathan Mingo pick in the second round is very interesting because he's very good after the catch. I think that's going to be the end. And Elvis runs a bunch of RPO stuff. That's what they yeah, live Ole off. Mac, Mac Corral like, only did RPO stuff, and he's still on the roster. Mac, uh, Ole Miss is a Mickey Mouse offense. Like, Thank you for throwing someone else under the bus. Thank you for not but, allowing it just to be Tennessee with the Mickey Mouse offense. Tennessee. I think okay. Ole Miss's offense is fine, good for a college offense, but when it comes to evaluating draft prospects, it is very much Mickey Mouse. Mm. But Jonathan Mingo is going to be very good after the catch. That's where I think that offense, Bryce Young, is going to have success the, qu- the quickest. It It's kind of similar to Tua. I think they're very different players in terms of after, like when the pocket breaks down, but in terms of what they do best in the RPO game, getting the ball out quickly, they're very similar. I am with Evan, though. I do think Anthony Richardson in Indy is going to be a perfect fit. Hmm. Because if you think about what Shane Steichen did with the offense in Philadelphia, how their floor, the floor of the offense was maximized by Jalen Hurts' dynamic ability as a runner. That allowed that offense in Indy allows Anthony Richardson to start right away because he maximizes your floor as a runner. You can minimize the offense while he takes the reps as a quarterback passing the ball, which I think he's a lot closer to being a fully finished product as a passer Hmm. than people think. I think there were a little bit of footwork issues that led to the accuracy problems. But in terms of managing the pocket and the pocket movement, it's very rare that you see a guy his size moving like that in the pocket and evading pressure. So I think he is the best fit. Hmm. I just... Kyler did a good example of showing people that this is what success can look like if you're a shorter quarterback. And I, I do think it's possible, but I don't think it's as easy as to replicate as people understand. Like, yeah, and Kyler is Kyler, excuse me. Kyler is also a one of one athlete. I was about to say the same thing. It's like, he's a supreme athlete. Like it's different. Yeah. He could have went and played baseball like, and been a pro. Like, the you know, reaction time with a in the with a controller his speed, in his like, hand. Do you remember, I, I like. Do you remember the run JP against Texas? Like to I like stuff like that where you're just like, that's different. That's a different kind of athlete altogether. The way the way I think about it with Bryce Young is, and all the shorter quarterbacks is, you have to have a special talent to make up for the lack of size. And mm-hmm. for Drew Brees, it was his mind and his ability to process information. He became such a buzzsaw in the short areas of the field because he was a he was a supercomputer at quarterback kyler is an extremely good athlete like a great athlete one probably like a very underrated one of the best like we've seen in Mm -hmm. the nfl at a position like as a quarterback um russell wilson extremely strong arm also a very good athlete when he was young again baseball player very good athlete bryce young's he's not as athletic as Kyler or Russ doesn't have the super processing yet of Drew Brees because he just hasn't played that much. But yeah, what Bryce Young does is his ability to see things before they happen. The feel for the game is very much like that was the most impressive thing when watching him. It felt like he was moving faster than the other players because 
like you see all the highlight throws off the scrambles where he just finds guys. Mm-hmm. That is more feel for the game. He is very, he's a very instinctual passer. Do you think that's why you got like the 98% on the S2 test cognitive test? I mean, I, I still know very little about the S2 test. I still think yeah. we all know very little about the S2 test, but if he scored very high in a test that says they are highly grading um, players ability to, I, I don't know how to it's dissect it. information basically and process yeah. stuff in front of you very yeah. quickly. It's basically to see if like you can see what the defense is giving you, see what all this stuff is happening in real time really quickly and how well you're able to read and react and understand what's in front of you. It's like those old Madden 05 drills. Yeah. Vision cone passing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Bryce Young scored high, I can see that because yeah. that you see it on the field, his ability to process and process what's going on when things go wrong. Yeah. Probably the, his selling point. That's he, huge, especially when you're like you said, you have to be elite in other areas when you're that size. And if like he's an elite processor and able to do like that matters. Yeah. That, Again, going to make anime reference. It's like Blue Lock. Some players have like extreme speed, like Chigiri. He is really, really, really fast. Isagi is not the fastest, strongest, or smartest, but he has the ability to be like his special gift is what they call puzzle pieces. He puts a puzzle into his mind of how he sees the field mm. and creates the missing puzzle piece by just moving into that area and scoring a goal. Bryce yeah. Storm has the puzzle pieces in his head. And once he finds that missing piece, he's going to insert himself and make a play. Yeah. If I had to do mine one through four, because it's like it's also interesting. I mean, you're going to see this in real time, JP. Like you're going to get two apiece experiences. Maybe not well Levis right away. We'll see what happens with Tannehill, but he's been getting well, banged Tannehill's up here. Not, Tannehill's not giving up that job. You're at the pride from. Well, I'm saying day. he's going to get hurt. Like Tannehill, I don't think going to make it through the whole season. Like I, I'll believe it when I see it with 17 games of Ryan Tannehill this year. Yeah. But I mean, they're all in the AFC South. Like every <laughs> the AFC South looked at the situation with Trevor Lawrence last year. And I just think they all collectively were like, uh-oh, um, this is a problem. They, yeah, this is a, we and the problem is, too, is I don't think any of those three have the Trevor Lawrence upside. Like, I don't think any of them can be maybe Richardson, the best case scenario for Anthony Richardson. He could be better. But like Trevor's really good. And I just I think if you're a Jags fan, you're feeling really good. These teams are scrambling to be like, uh-oh. This is we don't really have a chance in this division anytime soon unless we get someone who can go one like one for one with Trevor Lawrence when it matters. And you saw Dobbs, my guy, going down the stretch here against Trevor Lawrence. It's not it's not really the same. And what Trevor Lawrence did in the second half against the Chargers, that's a it's a rare, rare thing to to find that uh, special quarterback. And I think he's going to be a top five quarterback for like the next 10 to 15 years. I think that's just happening. With all that being said, I think two of those guys don't work out in the FC South and if I had to forecast the two, I think two of the four ultimately work and two of the four don't. I think Bryce, I'm pretty comfortable saying works. I just don't think it goes very long. I think Bryce is really good for like six to seven years. And then when the injuries start piling up, he maybe gets scared. He starts doing things differently because he's banged up and trying not to get hurt. I could see him changing and that affecting stuff. But I think early on, Bryce is going to be really good. Like, I think Bryce is going to be a Super Bowl-esque quarterback. Like, if you get the right pieces and they do enough around him in the NFC, a wide open NFC, I think he could be good and uh, the Panthers could be good sooner rather than later. And then of the AFC South, I think it's CJ Stroud, actually. Do you know who ha- doesn't have success in the Kyle Shanahan light offense? Nobody. Every quarterback, you put him in there and it's going to be Bob Wilson. Slow- 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's I, just literally it's just more Zach, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the only one that hasn't worked. It really is Zach Wilson, isn't it? In fact, I would like I would like to ask you what quarterback in a disciple of the Kyle Shanahan offense has thrived, and I guess two is oh Matt prob- Stafford. Well, this Matt Stafford doesn't count the Stafford number one overall Bowl. pick. His year one with it, the number one overall McVay. pick doesn't. Yeah, get but to- McVay is still they're doing Shanahan stuff. Nah, no, 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 no. You don't get to use that on the number Jimmy one overall Garoppolo. pick. Jimmy was fine. I'm saying of a. Oh, I'm saying uh, of some- Mike White. Mike White's terrible in just about every other system, and he was serviceable last year for the Jets. Like he had some runs. Like I think it just makes things easier. And if I had to bet against whoever the Tennessee Titans OC is right now and what they like to do in that wide receiver room, which is probably the worst in the NFL, it I'm going to go ahead and scratch yeah. out the the Titans there for Will Levis. Well, and I think that the they're going to start Andre Dillard at left tackle. Like that's not not the a Titans are still. They're very, very far away from competing yeah. on offense. And that's why I think they're ultimately going to ride it out with Ryan Tannehill and then Will Levis will take over next year. Because yeah. the thing with Will Levis is you don't want him in there taking all those hits. Because but you Will know he's going to play. All three of these guys are going to play in the AFC South this year. They're all going to find their way to the field. I know, but I'm terrified for Will Levis because Will Levis likes to get hit. Yeah, He, like, he gets hit a lot. A lot of it wasn't his fault with the offense last year just being like really, really bad. At Kentucky, but mm. he also invites pressure upon himself. He he's a little bit like Tannehill. He is mm. very, he is very much like Tannehill. If Ryan Tannehill like inhaled an entire bottle of like <laughs> before pre workout mm-hmm. before a game, that's Will Levis. Will Levis is a little more of a risk taker than Ryan Tannehill. I think he's a little stronger, a little more athletic than Ryan Tannehill, but. I think they both like effectively work over the middle. They're over the middle quarterbacks who operate the best there, but Will Levis takes a lot of hits. And behind that offensive line, with those receivers, I'm very concerned if he starts right away. Um, he, I also love, just because draft season is insane in the way teams look at this, like he wore the sleeve. Evan, he wore, I don't know if you remember this, Will Levis went sleeveless for his combine. Yeah, yeah. Turned off a lot of teams. They were like, this, we didn't know we purchased the ticket to the gun show here in Lexington. That was not on their on their menu. They were like, all right, we're out of the Will Levis you know, business. Listen, listen mm-hmm. I got to say, as as a, a fellow jacked man myself, mm-hmm. off-putting. Nobody wants to see that. Are you yeah. not a sleepless guy at the gym? No. I'm yeah. not. Well, so let me say this. At the gym, I'll do tank tops. Okay. About like the second I leave. Okay. They're, they're You're not going away. to Chipotle with the... They're not, yeah, they're, they're not hanging out. No one, no one wants to see it. Yeah. yeah if I'm at a gym, like it's like a shoulder day or like an upper body day, I'll do a tank top. If I don't have yeah. a shirt, I'll do a tank top. But I, I, you're not going to Chili's that night for dinner with the tank top. I, I will tell you this. I will tell, I'll just say this. And mm. I'm not, I mean, Will is a little bit bigger than me, not by much, but he is a little bit bigger <laughs> than me. <laughs> I, whatever. I, I've, dog, I've worked out for 10 years now. Mm. It is what it is. I've never once had a girl come up to me and be like, oh, nice muscles. I've only had other bros who also work out as much as me come up and be like, hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. So like you got to imagine, you know what I mean? Like if he's going out in the football field and he's shredded, which is not necessarily something quarterbacks do. And like you're like sleeves off. Everyone's watching me like that's a little off putting. 
Mm. You're, you know, who's going to be I like where this story was going and it ended up with Evan siding with the NFL teams who were like, yeah, I drop him off my board. Well, that's no, a I'm, red just saying, flag. I'm just saying the only, that's my, my point of this is this, the only p- people on the planet that would like see that and be like, hell yeah, dog are the guys that just got done blasting biceps and triceps <laughs> for like four hours. They're like, saw that look. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Get shredded. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get like you, bro. I'm trying to get like you, bro. Everyone else is like you, douchebag. <laughs> I just love that we're like the conversation around Will Levis was he's too jacked. Yes. <laughs> well, he like, was, but it was also lived. more than that, though, right? Because he was too jacked, but then also he's biting bananas with like the full skin on, and then he's like dude, putting mayonnaise in coffee, like yeah. He's doing a That's lot. Just, it's just too much. Yeah. Like you, you don't get to do that. You get to maybe do one of those things. You certainly don't get to do all of those things and not be the number one quarterback taken. Like you're doing weird <laughs> shit and you're the fourth quarterback getting, getting taken. Like, come on. So Will Levis is from like Madison, Connecticut. That's, that's a little too close to New York to be doing something like that. I know. I don't know geography much on the East coast, but I know Connecticut's close to New York. And if you, you do things like that in New York, you get your ass kicked. So like I chose to go to Kentucky, there's some weird stuff in Kentucky, a whole you know lot what? of going on. You know, what people who like going to, who go to Kentucky to play football do or what they like. Um, drinking. Hmm, maybe. They like losing to the University of Tennessee because that is all Kentucky Volunteers do year over year over year. Do you know who we're never afraid from? The Kentucky Wildcats. Do you know what they could be coming into any game? Number one, it doesn't matter. JP, what an irrelevant program. What an irrelevant program. Like when you you come into Kentucky... Do you, do you think they say that about basketball? Do you think do you think Kentucky says that about Rick Tennessee? Rick Barnes owns Kentucky. Outside of this year, Rick Barnes has been kicking Kentucky's butt for the last seven years. I will say Tennessee basketball actually like kicks ass. Like we're some, preseason top ten again. They when I was in Orlando, when I was at the uh, NCAA tournament, they they got after Duke like that. Yes. Listen, and, until I see Drake come out in warmups. We just offered Mo's son a scholarship. Do you know who's going to be on the Tennessee baseball team in two years? Manny Ooh. Ramirez's son. We are the cool university. I won't go that far. The cool yeah. one. The, the Number cool one. University. Balls are back. The cool university. I don't know about that. We have the that coolest time. offense, Mickey Mouse offense, whatever you want to call it. You know what it is? Fun times. You want to come to the University of Tennessee? Do you want to hear like Kentucky Sports Radio, who they were talking about after the game? We're like, we can't even hate the atmosphere. It was unreal. Like, just the fans are just, they don't stop. It's just from start to finish. There's nothing like it. Bring FAU's ass up to Knoxville for a football game and let's see what happens okay, in you, a home you atmosphere. Specified, you specified football knowing that we have a first year head coach going yes. here. Tom and Herman, you, never heard of him. Look, get man, him in here. Let, you don't want Dusty up there, though. You don't, you don't want Dusty. No, I don't really want Dusty. The, the wound's still fresh. Say, Dusty, say Tennessee. Dusty, man, he's the coach of FAU basketball who beat Tennessee. You know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be involved right now, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm just glad, glad to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> Saying Tennessee is the coolest university in America right now. A few days after LeBron James' son just committed to USC, who also has two other five stars on that team, and also Caleb Williams. And also, I forgot her name, but she's the number one recruit in women's basketball. 
Yeah. Plus, it was like a billion followers. They don't play baseball in USC. They don't count. You're out. You got to be top 25 in baseball too. You got to be in there. It's a bit, we are, you have to be all across the board. Tennessee is everything school HQ, top five in softball, dominating in track, dominating in rowing. It doesn't matter anywhere you want to go, JP. Tennessee is an everything school HQ. Number one recruiting class in college baseball in 2024 right now. Dominant. Basketball. Transfer portal winners. Preseason top 10. Too Football. emotional. Preseason emo- top 10. Two emotions here. Yeah. One, so upset that I brought this up and caught it. <laughs> Two, happy for Chase, I'm happy that he has. I'm happy that everything's team... coming up for me right now. The Falcons are going to win the NFC South. The Braves, are the best team in baseball. I mean, baseball. <laughs> I'm going to say the Rays. Rays fan one, but I, I just bring want... it, JP. I, I want, want the Rays. Want... We need to. We got to do a live show one of these days, mm. like at a game, like go I to. We a... know. Mm. I'm down. He's like top five in rowing. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. We'll throw a party for Tennessee being a Cliff top River, The Tennessee school. River, we care about everything here. We want no sport unturned. Underwater basket weaving? Let's go. They said they're the, they're the <laughs> next dynasty of rowing. Not rowing like you do, Evan, I'm sure, at the gym. The rowing with, like, over the water. Like, hey, I listen, I'm – no, you guys are – you guys don't know this movie. Never mind. I'm just mm. gonna make a how high uh, movie reference with uh, Method Man and Red Man. Um, JP, watch the movie. It's absolutely watch the movie. It's required required reading. I've uh, not seen it. It's one of the funniest movies in the world, and I don't even smoke weed, so I'll give you an idea. Uh, but they have a rowing scene in it that's great. Uh, yeah. There you go. Happy for rowing, guys. I love that. Well, we could throw it back to you, Evan, as we wrap up here tonight. Let's settle it, series. We continue on. Will the Cardinals be bad in 2023, Evan Swartz? Yes. Thanks, everyone. Happy. <laughs> wrap it up. Good seeing you. Uh, what I will say is, is yes, and I'm going to then uh, also not talk about the Cardinals because they're worthless. And mm-hmm. I will talk about one thing that I thought was really interesting, and I actually almost missed it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Rappaport. I don't know if you guys saw this reportedly got heat from the 49ers for implying that Sam Darnold might have the lock for QB one until Brock Purdy's ready. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Does that mean they're like, yo, you're, you're messing up the trade value or is it like uh no, we actually like Trey. Uh, I am a Trey truther. What up doe? I really hope that's what it is. I mm. really hope that there's hope there that Trey Lance can come in and take this job and take us to the promised land because, you know, shout out to the short Kings. Uh, but if, 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 if I'm looking at Brock Purdy physically and I'm looking at Trey Lance, other than the hairline, that's what I want every time. Mm. The Cardinals are going to be so, 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 so bad. JP off the top of your head. Could you name the DC and OC right now for the Cardinals? Oh man. Um, is the DC Patrick Tony? It wow, I just had it. Where'd it go? Uh, no, it's not. Oh man, I think um, he's on the staff though. He is on the staff because because he left Florida to join the staff Florida. late in the process. Yeah, they took like five Florida staffers. It was wild. I'm um, sorry. What I just googled it. I'm looking. These are not real people. 
I, I knew it. Evan, I'm telling you, like the reason I asked JP this, it's the most unheard of coaching staff in the NFL in years. Like I know everybody, I'm never going to remember any, like oh. none of these guys are. I, 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 I'm not joking. I literally, I don't know a single person on this team. I know who Nick Rollis is. He's the, he was the linebackers coach for Philly. His brother is a pro wrestler. So, oh. that, you know, what, you know, what's kind of wild. He kind of looks like Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't think that's a good thing. But and it is. Drew I I have no idea. Nick Rollins, I know who that is. Um, more importantly, that defense is going to be horrendous. By the way, I just want to say this. Jonathan Gannon in his profile photo that they have on the Arizona Cardinals website, uh, he looks like a, a car salesman. He's mm. like that smirk is like the car salesman that just added like $8,000 worth of unnecessary crap to your loan for a car you didn't want. And he's just the, the most proud he's ever been in his entire life. I don't like that smug looking face. I hope they do. So they're going to be bad, right? Really yeah. bad. I don't think they have a, but like, what is the Kyler? Like if they keep Kyler and Deandre and they're healthy, can they be that bad? JP? Kyler's going to miss like half the season. Is that so we know for certain he's going to be gone for half the year. And, De- and Deandre also, by the way, healthy. Like you just can you just like say that. Yeah. We also, like, they're replacing the entire offensive staff. The entire defensive staff is brand new. They have a whole bunch of guys on that staff who have never done anything when it comes to, in, like, NFL front office or yeah. NFL coaching staff. Like, that, they hired a bunch of college dudes, which, yeah. sure, it'll work sometimes, but you need some guys with NFL experience on that staff. The defensive front is, I mean, Jonathan Ledbetter, Lecky Fotu, Rashard Lawrence, Mijai Sanders, Cameron Thomas. Con- good luck. Good luck playing anything with that. And again, Kyler's not going to be healthy for the first few games of the season. He's going to miss the first few games of the season, which means that you're looking at Holt McCoy probably starting at least a few games. They're going to be really bad. Um, I don't think Jonathan Gannon gets fired year one, unless like, it gets historically bad. I was gonna say it's happened in Arizona not too long ago. Like there has been a there's a precedent for it. Unless they are historically bad, they won't fire them. I think they're gonna let them get to a top pick. I mean, they have the Texans first round pick next year. Yeah. And they also have they'll they also have their pick. They'll probably be in the race for Caleb Williams or Drake May. You get your guy, you trade Kyler, which I think is gonna happen at the end of this season, and then you the clock starts then for them have you ever seen like a one-two situation like if the texans are really bad again and you're able to just go caleb williams marvin harrison jr back to back like have we ever had has the team ever done that been able to just outright not to trade up just stumble into one two based on the trade and then their own pick i don't know if they i don't know if teams have both had one two i know teams have have had consecutive picks right i just didn't know if they ever have done it organically I don't know if a team's ever been that bad and then yeah. into the other team also being that bad. I think the thing here is I think the Texans will be bad. I just don't think they will be that bad, I guess. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to be really, really bad this year. Did you see Matt Stafford throwing today? I did I, not. I they, don't want to. I think I'm going okay. to go into like – the Rams season with Matt Stafford, like hoping that he's healthy, but the offensive line still needs a lot of work. Um, that defense, man, Aaron Donald and 10 other dudes. We will see Byron that. Young. 
Yeah, nine other dudes. Nine other dudes. They're also going to be really bad. Um, whoever is the loser of the NFC South is probably going to be really bad. Like, we, we just know that going in. Yeah. Commanders could also be really bad. I don't know. I think the Cardinals... Also a hilarious story this week, and the owner just tweeting about, like, don't... That's tampering to come after Andrew. Like, just some real hilarious stuff on twitter.com as always dealing with the washington commanders and jim Marseille. i just i just feel like it's going to be a very long off season yeah it already is yeah i just i wonder there's no point in keeping kyler like kyler is not you've already paid him like there is value to another team where it's like you don't have to just deal with working on a new contract or anything like that he's super talented when healthy like there is a path to Kyler getting moves because like the timelines aren't going to work. Monty Austin for it is clearly like this roster has poorly put together. No chance of winning. We're gobbling up all the picks. They kept trading back this draft. They're not playing to be good. And if you're Kyler, why do you even want to come back at all next year? Like you're going to be already out of the playoff race by the time you're healthy and cleared. Why not just sit the whole year and keep up and be like, I'm asking for a so trade. Here's, here's the thing that I want everyone to, to remember too. I, like in a normal world, you'd be like, hey, let's maybe get a couple games in with Kyler so mm. that he can like. You he know, might win you too much and get you out of the number one pick. I Well, I don't think so. Listen to this. Home games. Uh-huh. The Cowboys, the Giants, the Ravens, the Bengals, the, man, the Rams will be easy. It is the, the, the Seahawks, the Niners, and then the Falcons. Uh, I, I Maybe one win home. Well, you know they're R- splitting the Niners. I No, they're not, dog. They, they didn't last year. They're not going to do this year. Road games. Mm. Like, they're a little bit easier, but, like, you still have the Seahawks and Niners, which I think they win both times – or they lose both those games. The Rams, who knows how bad they are. But, like, even still, like, the, the Bears are looking up. The Texans are looking up. The Steelers have a good team. The Eagles are the Eagles. Like, they might only win three games next year. I would normally say – you got to get Kyler out there early so he looks good. And maybe you do like a trade deadline thing, you know, situation to get rid of him because there is, you're right. There's no reason that he should be there to full rebuild. Yeah. But it's going to be a long season for that team. It is going to be a very long season. Um, I just, I think it's going to end up being a post, like postseason trade for Kyler. I don't think they're going to do anything mid season. Unless, like, again, if that team is historically bad, they have to be historically mm-hmm. bad for, like, anything really to be shaken up. If they're just regular bad, then, yeah, they're going to ride it out again. And Kyler's probably going to get traded in the offseason anyway. Where? We'll see what happens. But he's going to end up being gone. They they are in the process of a rebuild. That's very clear. The Raiders actually make sense this offseason. <laughs> We're gonna keep doing this with the Raiders. Yeah, Chase has got a weird thing there. We're gonna, we're gonna you know, you know where you know where Kyler Murray could go. Where? The Dolphins. Mm. Could you imagine that with Mike McDaniel? Again, I don't. I I don't think so. I I think I don't think two is gonna be. Bad enough. Come on, let's not. Let's we're not it. listen. Not, Tua is a good human being. I'm sure he pays his taxes on time and loves <laughs> his family. But that is not. That's not a. That's not a quarterback that's leading you to the promised land. I don't think 
I don't think Tua's going to be bad enough for me to consider trading for Kyler. I think right now, just like off the top of my head, if maybe Tampa trades for him in the offseason. It, it is far too early to tell. Yeah. There you go. Uh, JP, what can give us check out from you over at SBNation.com this week? Yeah, I got a whole bunch of fun stuff uh, being written. I wrote about Bad Bunny today, being the greatest celebrity professional wrestler of all time. Um, there you go. Doing a, doing a pretty fun story about the NFL schedule release. That'll probably be out Friday. Um, outside of that, got some fun stuff going out on SB Nation. Some sports-related, some not sports-related, some a little in between. So just keep on the lookout for that. There you go. What about you, Evan Sword? Anything you want to play to wrap up here? Uh, you know, I mean, like everything that you're doing, Chase, is just never ending. I, I have so much respect for you constantly doing all of the things that you do when it comes to sports as the sports renaissance man that you are. And JP, same thing, always rising star, one, one a nerd amongst us, one of us. I love that he is also a big giant nerd like me. Uh, while also being one of the smartest people I know when it comes to you know the game of football, uh, so shout out to both of you guys as always. It's 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 a pleasure being the dumb guy on the podcast and and messing around with you guys for an hour every day every Monday. Love it. There you go. Well, uh, thank you both as always. You guys have yourself a great rest of your week, and I will talk to y'all both next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 